it's time to kickstart your confidence. In this podcast, you will hear open and honest interviews with business owners and like-minded people who have struggled and then how they've overcome their own issues. Listen to their real-life struggles and personal accounts of how they've changed their lives and continue to do so on a daily basis. Get rid of stress, own your own space and thoughts. It's time to take control, build your personal health and well-being improve as you travel with us on this journey. And now your host, former British champion, owner and chief instructor of Hastings Kickboxing Academy and third Dan Black Belt, Carl Denny. So today on Kickstart Your Confidence podcast, I am talking to a good friend of mine and coach Charlotte Ham, And there's some quite quite emotional things we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about separation of her parents, behaviour at school, her, all of her anxieties. But more importantly, we're going to be talking about how she lost her sister Hayley at the age of 18 and they only had two weeks to deal with it before they lost, sadly lost her. Uh, and then a few years later on, um, dealing with a brain tumour with Oshi, her next sister. We talk about mental health, how to deal with it. We talk about her mental health um, and possible solutions and ideas that have helped her through it. Um, we're not through it yet. So this is going to be quite an emotional one. Um, I hope you guys find uh, maybe some guidance or some light at the end of the tunnel if you are struggling. Or sit back, relax, enjoy, and I hope this helps you. Hello and welcome to the Kickstart Your Confidence podcast with me, Cole Denny. I'm here with Charlotte Ham today. Um, we're going to go straight into it because it's going to be quite a long and emotional one, I think. We're gonna, today, we're going to be talking about growing up, school life. We're going to be talking about separation, uh, divorce from parents. We're going to be talking about her losing her sister. We're going to be lo- talking about her other sister having a brain tumour that we're dealing with at the moment. Um, we're going to be talking about dealing with mental health um, and, in all fairness, probably how the gym has helped, yeah, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's not waste any time. Let's go straight in. So, hello. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> so, growing up, yes. it's up to you where you start, but obviously you've got quite a, a detailed life. You've had a busy life. Yes. Um, yeah, that's so a good way of putting it, I think. Where, yeah. where, so, what was it like? So, where did you, where did you grow up? So I grew up, I was born in Hastings and I grew up in Bexhill. So I lived in Sydney for up until I was 14 um, with my dad. My mum my, uh, left us when I was six and my sister was two. Um, I'd say quite a traumatic childhood. I'm not going to go too much into that because protecting like everyone else in my family, but it was quite yeah. a traumatic and it was hard. Yeah. Um, and I, I stayed there with my dad till I was 14 and then... I actually, I ran away. I ran away and then went, and then I got up to my mum. So I managed to move in with my mum when I was 14. Okay, so did, so you lived with your dad. Yeah. And obviously your mum went when you were quite young. And I mean, 14 years is quite a long time, you know, to um, live with dad. Was there a reason you went to your mum's? Well, I left to go to my mum. Yeah, yeah, because I didn't want to be where I was. I never wanted to be there the whole time. Okay, so you never wanted to be with your dad? No, but I felt quite guilty, I think, because he was by himself. Okay, so was it your choice? Uh, I think think if I probably had kicked off and really... But I was too scared, so I didn't... I just... And he was was quite manipulative, I suppose, in a way, with emotions. So it made me feel bad, so I stayed with him. Yeah. As long as I could, and then my stepmom come along when I was 12, I think. 
And that kind of changed the structure of the household, I guess. And then when I was 14, I was like, that's it, I'm off, you know, yeah. I'm going. So, and I did. And then I managed to get up and move in with my mum, which was a whole different life. So did you speak to your mum while you was with your dad? Yes, we saw her on weekends. Okay, so it wasn't like she disappeared? And... Well, she dis- initially, she did literally disappear for two weeks. She just went and no one knew where she'd gone. Yeah. Well, you imagine, if, well, I think now, I think about it and I think, God, imagine, because Lloyd's that age... If yeah. I just disappeared and left him for two weeks, how traumatic that would be to him yeah. for someone and just to absolutely... Obviously, Lloyd is your son for yes. people that don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. How so old is Lloyd? Five, five and a half. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I find now I, I, I'm comparing, I try not to do it, him to me and yeah. how, what I had to deal with when I was his age and what how his life is so different, you know? Yeah. So, let, let's be quite real then. Would you say... Obviously, your mum, your mum, dad splitting up, and you living with your dad, and your your mum moving away. Yeah. Did that affect how you grew up? Do you think? Yeah, massively. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. That it took me a long time to realise, but that a lot of my early childhood is a reason for why my mental health issues and my behavioural problems growing up. You know, yeah. and I, I managed to sort. It took a long time to figure that out, but I know, you know, I know now how much trauma in childhood can affect you growing up, especially if it's not dealt with or identified. So, so <clears throat> talking about your behaviour issues, mm. behaviour issues. Behaviour issues. So was this at home? Was this at school? At school. And it, it wasn't necessarily that I was a naughty kid because I was too scared to be naughty. I, <laughs> I, sh- I was quiet and yeah. and that almost was worse because I was just in a little, no one saw anything. You know, I kept my head. I, and because I wasn't really naughty, I wasn't really clever. I just got left. Right. Basically, and so you wasn't bad enough to get picked up by, yeah. i.e., some of the children we, we teach now, currently. yeah, absolutely. Uh, but then you wasn't at the top, so you yeah. didn't get so you I sort of was floating, yeah, around really. And I, I, you know, and I didn't enjoy school because I was so distracted with home life, I couldn't focus ever. You yeah. know, I was always distracted, I always just I couldn't listen to a teacher. I mean, I still struggle with that now. But um, <laughs> nice to know next time you're looking at the door and I'm teaching, I'm but um, yeah, just really distracted and quite, I suppose, miserable. Not miserable, I don't know. Funny. I felt always felt like I wasn't quite fitting in anywhere. So would you, when you were <coughs> at school, because I'm sure mm. hundreds, thousands, if not millions of children struggle with this. Yeah. And I'm seeing this more and more and more, is they're not naughty, mm. but they're just struggling. Yeah. And they are literally... Whether it, you want to say they're in a cloud or they're sort of stuck in a bowl of oil yeah. and they can't move um, and they feel really restricted. Yeah. Was that because you were focusing on your home life? Yeah. And I and I think I've, I still do this now and I think someone's going to see it and they'll see and they'll come and rescue me. And yeah. I thought that from my whole child that someone would see it and someone would yeah. know what was going on and then they would and no one ever did. So I never said anything and just carried on. And then when I did finally get out of this t- I was so happy just to be gone from there. I didn't even care. So I never talked about what happened with my dad and stuff. I never spoke about it. And it wasn't till I started, had Lloyd that my anxiety started coming naturally. And I didn't even know what was happening. Yeah. But it was, I obviously was recognising things and things were coming back. And yeah, yeah. it's always that you think you um, can bury things and you can't. They will always come back up. Always you know, so even if it's 20 years yeah. or whatever, it will come. It will come. Uh, and have you found that? Mm. I mean, for me, I found, you know, I mean, I, you know, I was beaten black and blue at school. Um, you know, I'd go to the gym and train hard and, you know, sometimes you'd win, sometimes you'd lose. I'd go to West Hill and get my head beaten. Mm. I don't really cry. I mean, I'd sometimes have tears of kind of 
emotion, but that's like very small. Um, and then since I've had kids, like since I've had Beth and Leah, like I can be watching Ice Age. And then, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and it's what what hits me is thinking about, for example, uh, Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious film? No, the last Avengers. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> when uh, when Iron Man goes. Yeah. I wasn't sad. I mean, I was sad that Iron Man died, but that didn't upset me. What upset me is the kids had lost their dad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what gets me. And that's yeah. why I say like film films like Ice Age. Yeah. I think about the family connection. Yeah. And so as a, it to you. As a child, you were quite emotionally hurt, but it didn't come out. Yeah. So you swept under the carpet. Yeah. And now you've had a child. And yeah. You then kind of associate it back. Yeah. It was weird because I didn't really know what was happening. It was after ha- ha- Lloyd and I just started... Um, well, it was anxiety. I didn't know I was having it. Like, I kept not being able to breathe properly. And I didn't know. I'd be thinking, why am I... I was going to say, why can't explain, I breathe? again, I, I, I get it quite a lot. But mm. and explain I, yeah. to me what your anxiety is. So again, that was one listening. when I was getting... I was just getting... But I didn't even know it had triggered from anything. I'd just be like, mainly in the evenings, and I'd start getting really like where I couldn't breathe properly. Yeah. And that kind of how it started. Then, like, I was getting racing hearts, and then I had to eventually go. And they first, they were... Because they didn't know my history because I'm not always straight about my feelings um you female yeah they put it down to postnatal <laughs> depression and that was that really and again it never got really I'm just gonna say men are worse by the way actually yeah, I'm, women I'm... jump on me like, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear but yeah so that that's that okay um for me anxiety tight chest can't breathe I've never had a heart attack but in my head I thought I was having a heart attack yeah um kind of black dots uh, mm. immense pressure um, tingly feeling mm. or, and I, I get it in a few different ways yeah um, but that, like, it's short, quite it's, it can be frightening can't it it can yeah. be very frightening um, I had some when the, when I because I got divorced or I'm in the process of being divorced after the separation my anxiety was really bad then because John was kind of behaving like my dad behaved and being right. very controlling and very yeah um I don't, he obviously didn't realise what he was doing. He was upset too, but his behaviour was triggering something in me. And I was so, like, my mind was just so bad that I was actually collapsing on the floor wow. because I was just blacking out from too so much. My, my brain dots. just went bang. And that's that. Yeah. Mm. And that's, again, that's... Same what yours... That's kind of... So the black dots, again, so scientifically i don't know if that's lack of oxygen to the brain mm. or you know um, thinning of the blood or capillaries or something but um yeah like the, and that's probably the next stage up where you collapse and some people do it mm. you know they, they have they have a meltdown freak out whatever you want to call it and then they they either black out or or, or black out is collapsing isn't yeah it? so they yeah. kind of get that and I, I guess that's the ultimate yeah like you know the level 10 i guess of, yeah yeah um, but that hasn't i mean that was a quite that's when things were that's high high stress you know everything just yeah yeah it's like that that blackness and then that and you and the fear yeah. it's the fear isn't it that yeah. makes it worse isn't it because i was frightened because yeah. i didn't really understand what was going on then i couldn't i didn't know why yeah. all this was coming out because it was just coming out you know yeah. without me trying to draw it out you know it, it was quite frightening a little bit like gravity. Yeah. You can't explain it. It just happened. Yeah. But it's just yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. I, 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 the mind is a funny thing, it's isn't a it? Thing, <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? And I think that's probably the most damaging 
like you know listen to all the entrepreneurs life mm. coaches the one thing over and over and over and over again yeah. and I say again I'll put it on Instagram this morning about how shit I felt for Monday morning blues almost so much to do I mean mm. we've had a wicked day now yeah, we've yeah. been out on the beach been training took a group of kids out managed yeah. to get them a bit clearer because they yeah. turned up at the gym and they were nuts yeah they Excited. needed it didn't they they needed yeah. some fresh air yeah. they needed some fresh yeah. um, and then they went away alright they were quite calm weren't they quite happy with that so would you say you dealt with the separation with your parents yeah I can't if I'm completely honest I can't even remember when my mum actually went I know yeah. I've heard what happened but I really can't remember yeah. I rem- and I can hardly remember I think it's actually the same as what you were saying about Leah and Beth I can't really remember my yeah. mum being at home I can remember about three incidences yeah. of my mum being and they're all horrible but the three things I remember of my mum living with me or tainted yeah and that's it that's all I've got the rest are with my mum when my mum was with my stepdad Terry yeah so I don't have yeah much and also you, you get on with my my stepdad, stepdad yeah yeah he's yeah, awesome he's cool guy, yeah he? he's really cool yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that's so again kind of looking forward at the time I mean I know he's really long so we remember it but a lot of children when parents split up Obviously, it's the end of the world, yeah. and you can see why it would be the end of the world. But there is always light, yeah. you know. You know, my world ended when me and Jenny split up. Yeah. So you know, I got, I got divorced twelve years ago, mm. like that. and you know, my world caved in. That was yeah. it. But I'm now happily married again, and, I've moved and life on. does move on. Life, it? yeah. Well, yeah. it has to. Yeah. But it will do. But yeah. you have to allow it to to, to move on. Yeah, yeah. Because nothing stays the same. It never does. No. You know, and there will be grieving periods, and there will mm. be pain, and there will be things you have to get over, and there will be children used as weapons, and yeah. You know, most people when they split up, they don't actually get on. So, for yeah. example, I mean, I haven't had many girlfriends, but let's say I've had six girlfriends, apart from ex-wife Jenny that I still work yeah. with every day and see every day. We was walking on the beach having a nice chat today this morning. But I don't see any of my other exes no. because you just don't. Mm. Um, so life does move on. And, yeah. yeah. You know, you've got to, I think you've got to have that mindset. Mm-hmm. I mean, nowadays when kids are at school, they actually, if, if someone says, oh, mum and dad still care, they're like, well, you've only got one mum and dad. Yeah. Like, because like, it is normal. Which is mental. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Which is mental. You know, 20 years ago, it was like, you've got a stepmom. Yeah. yeah. And now it's completely turned around, which is normal but yet scary yeah um yeah so but i'm not going to turn into a marriage counselor just yet (laughs) (laughs) um or a psychologist psychologist on um working out why why not yeah um so you went to school you kind of struggled a little bit yeah you kind of went under the radar so you wasn't bad enough to get picked up um which is fine um i want to i want to talk about your sister Haley. yes so um, I met her very quickly. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't know who you was. Many years ago when I had my first tattoo yeah. um, from Jay Williams Blackpool tattoo. Shout out to Jay. Thanks, mate. Um, and then he done, I remember he done a tattoo of your sister. Yeah, on my stepmom. Yeah. Yes. And I remember seeing that and I remember saying, Jay, like, that is an insane tattoo. It's beautiful. It's yeah. really quite, quite powerful. Yeah. But, can you tell us about Hayley? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I imagine quite a lot of people listening will probably know who she is anyway. I mean, she's quite a, or was quite a celebrity around here. Yeah, she was quite famous. Um, but she basically, she was born with a um, rare aging disorder called progeria, which causes the body to accelerate eight times faster than normal. So basically, she was just getting old 10 times faster than us inside, yeah. not outside. I mean, outside, I mean, you could see there was so most people thought she had cancer actually because she lost her hair. She and, did, yeah. But um, 
but physically, obviously, there was it was devastating. But mentally, she's still a normal, very bright yeah. teenager. You know, she was always yeah. very bright and very smart and switched on to everything. Um, but again, she was just. I always feel like she was my angel that got sent because, again, when she was born, all my shit didn't matter because. I had to look after her and I had to focus. Right. So while I had her... So how... What's the age difference between you two? So I was 13 when Hayley was born. Okay. So 13 years. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So you imagine a 13-year-old girl with a new baby sister. It was amazing. I used to show her off and yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and when, what, what age did you know something was wrong? Um, she was diagnosed 18 months. We knew there was something wrong straight, straight away, away, but it took a long... Because it was... Back then, it was even rarer. I mean, literally... I mean, GP, how, how, how many people in the country? Um, uh, now, there's two or three, and there's probably about 200 wow. worldwide with it. So, 200 people on the planet. On the planet with this. And the numbers have always stayed the same. They never yeah. go higher or lower. I mean, that's in, like... The 20 people on the planet that have got to worry about this, mm. like, will be going, we're alone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. What? And it and it did feel like that. What was it called again, sorry? Progeria. Progeria. Yeah. I can't spell it. I'll Google it. G R E. Yeah. Yeah. I A. I A. Progeria. Yeah, wow. and that was a lot of the reason why my um, dad and my stepmom done a lot of um, media with her. Yeah. So when she was very young, they wanted because they didn't want her to go out and people staring at stare at her rather than go oh hello Haley we've seen you on the telly and she became a bit of a celebrity. Yeah, she did. Yeah. I mean, she didn't like it so much when she got into her teens because when. Um, I think she started her hips started dislocating when she was about 14 or 15 and then after oh, yeah. that she just changed because she couldn't walk anymore yeah and she just so really she went in herself and withdrawn because she used to always be like a bit like me yeah. and she'd be a yeah. bit naughty bit cheeky so you know go, did she go to school yeah she went to she went to Bexhill High School actually okay. well, if that's what it's still called Bexhill yeah. Academy yeah, so um yeah. yeah she went there mainstreams mainstream school done really well at school yeah um so she didn't let it affect her I mean, no. how insane is that? I mean, she, yeah, I mean, you, you never meet another person like her mm. because she just, she smiled every day and just got on with it. Yeah. And sometimes her life was absolutely dog shit, you know, and she yeah. didn't. She just, just that's what on. she, yeah, had to deal with mm. and she dealt with it. That's her. Mm. So she, for years, she started getting ill when she was 14? So that was probably when the first time she dislocated her hip was so the first was just, time, yeah, yeah, that something you medically shit yeah and then obviously she'd been really well the whole time apart from her hips and then it was right at the end when she actually got sick and it was so weird because the weirdest thing she went in with a sore throat that was all she had was a sore throat and the doctor gave her antibiotics and it wasn't working and we were like something isn't right here so Kerry thought just take her to A&E and then when they took her she had pneumonia um and obviously, for an older, we did get scared because for an older person, if they get pneumonia, that's yeah, it's, it's that, fatal. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and um, and it was weird. The first night she went in, I just, I knew, I just knew yeah. that was it. And I said, to, I remember holding the, I was at home with John, and I went hysterical, and I just said, she's gonna die, John. I know she is. And this was two weeks before she hadn't even got poorly then, and I knew it was the end. And like he sort of sorted me out, and then I went straight down and spent with her. And again, when I saw her, I could just, I've sort of, I've done work with end of life care before and there's a look in people's eyes and you just know that that's nearly mm. the time, you know, and I knew. And then she'd started sending me coded messages 
like she didn't want, it was really bizarre on her iPad. She couldn't speak very well because she was mm. really sick. But she sent me messages. She wanted to go home to, mm. and she wanted me to tell her mum. And she'd done it all in a really weird way. And I couldn't, I didn't know how do you tell your mum, someone's mum, your daughter wants to go home to die. You can't, you can't do that, you know. And I'd, and I regret so much because that's the only thing she asked of me, get me home. <laughs> And I couldn't, I couldn't do it. No one would listen to me. You know, I even tried talking to Dr. Wincock and he wouldn't, he could, you know, no one, no one would listen. Um, but I did what I could for her. And I, you know, I think what I did at the end with her was like the horriblest thing I've ever done in my life. And I, and most people will never ever know what went on between me and her because it was just, and it was really scary to see. And, and you know, and people think, like, I always feel people think I'm stupid and an idiot because of how I am. And I think you go and see some shit like that and then you mm. won't look at life the same way again. And you will wake up every day and try and love everything and do everything right. Because everything will go. And when it's gone, it's gone. It's never coming back. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just <clears throat> wish people would see that and still, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's just life is so precious and people really don't know. Until you've seen someone and, and how scary that is when someone knows they're, they're going. So how old was she? 18. So she was 18. Mm. And she had been, obviously apart from struggling with her hips and stuff, she was like, she was okay, like... Yeah, oh gosh, yeah. I don't want to say normal, but... Living a normal life. Yeah, living a normal life. Yeah, yeah. And then she's 18, she fell ill. Yeah. With pneumonia. Pneumonia. And then how long? Two weeks. Mm. And you know we had eighteen years to prepare for that, and mm. you still was not nothing can prepare you for that. You know it's um really weird thing, really really weird thing. And the worst like I I for after after she went, I was just that shut down. Even having Lloyd, mm. I think thank God I've got Lloyd because things probably would have been a different story for me. Because we- if I didn't have her. I wouldn't probably wouldn't be here because I just I really and I still done stupid things even having Lloyd because I couldn't cope after she'd gone. I thought, how can I carry on losing? She was my inspiration for life. That's why yeah. I kept going was because of her. You know, that's what drove me. And then suddenly my inspiration for life had gone and yeah. I couldn't do any of the charity work anymore. I still can't. I haven't gone back to doing anything for the Pateria family circle because yeah. I just can't. I've lost that because she's not there. Yeah. And I, can't, I know I love the kids and the families. I just... I just can't do it. I haven't, I got no heart for it now mm. without her. Well, there's not many people that um, have had to live that. Mm. And I didn't deal with it well. I know I've got, I mean, I went, I carried on. I've got, you know, I was a mum and I looked after Lloyd, but I drank for about two years secretly. You know, not in the day. I mean, I wasn't drinking during the day, but in the evenings yeah. I was alcohol dependent for about two years, definitely. And then that led eventually to me having a complete relapse and I got really sick and I had taken a quite a serious overdose because I just didn't feel like I could cope anymore. Um, That's why you want to help so much now, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't want kids to struggle the way I did and I wish I just had someone to listen to me yeah. and someone to be there and I didn't feel so on my own because mm. that was half the thing was just feeling so alone. Mm. So when people struggle, you feel a lot like... You felt alone mm. because you felt like there was no one there for you. And the thing I'm starting to notice more is the more people talk, mm. the more they realise they're not alone. Yeah. So, again, if anyone's listening, my advice, and not yours is going to be the same, I know, and again, had this chat with someone this morning, mm. is 
like talk, tell someone, talk to yeah. someone. It, it, at the time, you think, well, talking to someone's not going to help. Like, mm. well, fuck, do they care? Yeah. But if anything, it gets it out of you. Like, a, ah, do you know what I mean? Like a it's lift, yeah, it yeah, just a makes weight you alive. lifted. Yeah. Um, so that I definitely think that helps. Mm. And then sometimes you just don't know that that person may have gone through the same thing as you, or going through the same thing, and then suddenly you're not on your own. There's two of you that are going through the same stuff, and and you can, yeah. you know, you can find ways to help each other. Mm. And we need each other. We do. Oh well, yes, yeah, we do. That's mm. that's why we are built the way we are. Mm. That's why you know. Yeah. That's why we. That's probably why we have so many mar- we <laughs> why we have marriages and divorces now because mm. people get married because they need each other and then for whatever reason they fall apart mm. you know people change yeah but then they'll get remarried you know yeah. my loads of people have been married two or three times you know mm. um, and that's because for whatever reason it didn't work but then they've moved on yeah mm. excuse me so you know that's but that's why we talk mm. I think oh. yeah and I think that's the thing and people are so um, concerned with putting up this front of where they've got to be living this perfect life when everything, and most of that's bullshit. You know, I've worked in, over the years in like some of the houses I've worked, great big houses, like they've got everything. And these families are falling to pieces, but they're hanging together just because they want the visual from the outside yeah. to see that. Yeah. You can't, you know, that's... Yeah. The, the perfect 2.4. Yeah, you've yeah. Got two nice cars on the driveway, you've got a nice big set of gates on the driveway. Yeah. You've got a beautiful wife or beautiful husband. Beautiful dog. Yeah. And everything's rosy. But yeah. actually, when you start picking about, it is not at yeah. all. And if you do have a lovely life, awesome. I'm really happy. <laughs> yeah, <you>. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, obviously, we, we spoke about Hayley. Mm. Um, so you had a really rough time afterwards. <sighs> Managed to get through it. Yeah. Out the other side. <laughs> yeah. Um, had Lloyd. Yeah. And then... <laughs> sounds really, really bad and I, I don't mean to laugh when I laugh but so then was it divorce with John next yeah well so I had Lloyd was around when Hayley actually met Lloyd when okay. he was tiny and then so Hayley passed and then I man, I think I stayed with John for two years but it was after Hayley passed that the cracks really started to show for our marriage yeah. I guess I'd changed after yeah. Hayley when I yeah I wasn't the same person and I was looking at life a little bit differently and I could see we weren't really compatible. I won't go in it too much. I don't yeah. want to yeah, no, trash no. John on here because no. we're all right now. You know, we're getting on fine. I, it was so difficult. I, I've, I, you know, I've met him quite a few times. I, good, I think he's no, great he's guy. a good really man. Like he's amazing dad. Yeah. Um, it just took us a while to... You just wasn't compatible. Yeah, and that was it, and basically. And again, you, you've, you've had a massive change in your life. Mm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. That... And he was having to deal with stuff he probably never in a million years thought he'd have to deal with, you yeah. know. Yeah. So even if he wanted to, he, he might mentally might not have been able to do that yeah absolutely absolutely you know I mean? yeah you know i don't think there's many that would be able to do that with me if i'm honest i well, don't think 20 people on the whole planet with that i mean everyone <laughs> yeah. has other issues yeah yeah but, but to get an understanding of someone yeah you know to, to know that your sister's ill yeah get to the age of 18 and then have two weeks to say goodbye yeah is is, is yeah fucking horrible. yeah yeah um so obviously cracks start to appear um, this is kind of when you come to the gym. This is probably when I met you. Yeah. And then obviously you started training. Um, and we'll talk about, I, I think to be honest, we'll talk about the training maybe like a bit more in the next uh, Yeah, time. yeah. Um, 
but then you had some bad news with Oceana. Mm. Your, yeah, so that your um, younger sister. I don't even know how you. <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> I don't really know what that's all about. And yeah, so this year, um, my sister went in the beginning of the year and had a seizure. I remember the night I messaged you actually and mm. said, "You're not." Oh, she's had a fucking seizure. And you know, the worst thing, the first thing I thought was she'd been abusing drugs because I know she'd messed about and stuff with that. And yeah. I thought, the little shit, she's been doing coke or she's been doing Mandy or whatever, I don't know. Yeah, um, which is quite rife at the moment. Yeah, right, and so. it is. It's a big issue with our kids, isn't it? You yeah. know, in teenagers. And then, yeah. um, I don't even know how it led on to the next thing, but my, basically she got rushed into the hospital vomiting and then they went for an eye test and they found pressure. And then they told us she had a high-grade brain... Well, actually, we didn't know straight away. We knew she had a tumour. It took us weeks to find out what type of tumour it was and what the... Well, we still don't know what the prognosis is because no-one talks about that. No, well, she's still been tested and Yeah, been so she's yeah, so she's diagnosed with a high-grade brain tumour. Um, it's inoperable because of where the position is in the brain. Um, so it's just, yeah, I mean, what do you do with that? Yeah. Well, you, you just you don't well, you, you just get on you know all no. we, we just well we, we've spoke many times we? it's, it's what can you do for her yeah. to keep her strong isn't it like yeah and that's strong. yeah what where we're at at the moment isn't yeah. it keep she's gone through first cycle of treatment and which was really successful yeah second part is not looking so great but she's struggling again like you said she's struggling a little bit she's pissed off she feels yeah. shit and yeah um, the chemo, the diet, yeah, the pill, everything, like, everything that go like it just it's hard to stay strong and motivated. Yeah, um, yeah. And sometimes um, it's harder for harder for you. Mm. I'm not saying it's. I mean, it's it's hard for everyone. I'm not, but I like when when I'm dealing with something, I'm like, I can deal with it because it's mine. Yeah. But it's everyone else around you that kind of gets affected more yeah. because you want to help, but you can't. Yeah. And that's the hard thing, I yeah. think, isn't it? That's like. You really want to help, but you kind of sit there and think, well, what can I do? And yeah. the only thing, well, what do you do? Like, you just be strong for her, don't you? Just be yeah, there for her. For my mum, Terry, too, because I'm really worried about my mum. Mm. And I, I yes, yeah, that, that, I just don't know what um, I'm supposed to do. Like you, and I, I'm so, I try to be so careful because I don't want to upset anyone or do anything wrong. I want to keep everything really careful and nice so everyone feels safe. And it's really hard. It's really hard. I mean, it's, it is better now than at the beginning. That was terrifying. It was frightening. It felt so out of control. And again, we aren't. We, this is the thing with life, though. You think you you really think you're in control, and you have got no control over your life. You know, it takes one thing like this, and you realise actually life's fragile as fuck. It's just gone in a split. Again, it's like Haley. It's just gone in a split second, and people go around moaning and bitching about this and that it doesn't matter it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things yeah it doesn't so I think it's fair to say you've had to deal with a fair yeah. bit so far <laughs> you know divorce with parents or separation divorce yeah. with parents um, and then a divorce yourself yeah your younger sister Hayley and, and now Oceana as well mm. um, I mean they're four key you know earthquakes in your life for probably one I mean it's mm. certainly more than turbulence mm. and people say oh mum and dad are fighting again you, you know you've dealt with four extremely big things mm. what's your is there any advice you could give anyone that 
has possibly helped you through? Yeah, I think um, just hang on close to your family, stay close together. That's the main thing. Like when we're all together, I feel safe. That's the only thing that makes me feel safe when we're all taking care of each other and listen to each other and, and be be kind to each other. And, and what you said, speak, find someone, someone, anyone you can speak to, you feel comfortable. It doesn't matter who, if you feel safe with that person and they're willing to listen, yeah. just sit and just pull it out. Else. If you need to scream and cry, that's fine. Yeah. And be okay with how you're feeling each day. Hmm. It's okay to have a bad day and feel shit. You know, it, it, it's not okay when that starts leading into more and more. But if you have a day when you like... I can't do today, you know, yeah. that's all right. Just be okay with where you're at. Yeah. yeah, don't keep trying to, and don't keep trying to live to other people's expectations or please other people. Just just worry about you and just be gentle with yourself, I think. And I mean, I know what, I know kind of what your routine is like, um, but I, I, you know, I do care. I, mm. I really do care. But I also know, I, I can be quite blunt. Um, so, Obviously, I'll, I'll know the line, but if Charlotte comes in and to the gym and she, ha- she has not not a wobble, that's like if she has a wobble, I'm yeah. there for it. But if yeah. she comes in and she's just like, oh, I'm a little bit more right. Come on, sort your shit out. Yeah. Get your training kit on. Get into the gym and do a workout. Yeah. Um, I mean, you do train a lot anyway. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, but obviously, like the other day when 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 you when you, when you needed me, yeah. I was there. Do you know what I mean? And that was rare for me. Yeah. to do that and I knew I had to do it because I, I was like I need I needed a hug that's what I needed I just needed someone to just and sometimes people need that you know yeah. just to have that and you feel felt much better and I punched I think I punched the bag for five minutes and then I was all right after that you know yeah. um yeah I think it's finding yeah find someone don't shut yourself away and that's the worst again look at this morning yeah we won't mention his name shut yeah. himself away hood up coat yeah. on uh, wouldn't get out of the vehicle. Yeah. You know, and then look at the difference in him an hour later walking along the beach. Yeah. Smiling, yeah. coat off, actually jogging along. You have to, but you've got to push yourself sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. When you're feeling like that. And that's the hardest thing. I mean, you know, even myself, mm. I said this morning, like, I was like, oh, yeah. I've got to do this and this and this and this. And, and it found it really difficult to mm. motivate myself. Yeah. And again, I've got nothing traumatic going on. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I got up uh, like seven for me, which is you know a lay in really. Yeah. You know, I, nothing crazy going on in my life. Certainly nothing like what you've had to deal with. Yeah. But I still had to find some motivation to get. And even yeah. when I got to the gym, I was still like, oh my god. And then we got out, went to the beach, and then it was yeah. On. So it was like a daily routine. Yeah. What would you do? Mm. What as in? Well, I mean, if if you didn't do what you do now, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. So, but if you just sat in and festered. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I well. See, I say this, but I've never done that. See, I've always been one who will push myself out. So I've had days, even when I've been at the gym, and I've had to have a day. Well, I've told you when I've had a burnout day, and mm-hmm. I literally have been in bed all day because my body and my brain is just completely... And that happens very rarely, once or twice a year, or have a day yeah. where I'm just like, I can't do so, it anymore. And it's okay to do that? Yeah. I, oh, like yeah Charlotte, not once a week or things like that, no. but... Yeah. No, Charlotte, again, she messaged me a few months ago, wasn't it? And you yeah. just like, I just need a day. Yeah. I just like, shut the curtains, stick the TV on. Yeah. Leave and your just, PJs. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know I mean, that, that is okay. That We all have that. Yeah. We all have that. It was like a reset, a reboot. That yeah. I called it a reboot day. Yeah. But it's when those start turning into more. Weeks, and when Yeah. Days. And I can see how quickly someone or a person could slip into that. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 
because I find even though I'm very self-motivated anyway some mornings I do struggle and I don't want to go out I don't want to go I don't want to interact with people and so when that happens what do you do make myself that literally is it I just do it no there's no option and especially with the work I do now I won't let people down like that (laughs) well I'd sack you yeah absolutely I wouldn't have a job I'd be like Charlotte um, (laughs) there's kids to be taught and you're not here (laughs) exactly so I wouldn't and I'm always like well I've always had a job I'm not one no you know I'm quite um, dedicated and loyal to what I'm doing so I I think I think we're probably going to that in part two maybe yeah. So like part two, we talk about it. It's <laughs> a long, long, long yeah. podcast. Yeah, it's good. yeah, sorry, guys. Um, yeah, we'll put it into two parts. Yeah. yeah. Um, for you. But uh, yeah, so you've got to be self... I'm self-motivated. I yeah. kick my ass, basically. I'm the hardest person on myself yeah. in the world, you know. But that's the best thing for you. Yeah. yeah uh, and that's, that's you yeah. saying that's the best thing for you. And I want to be better. I want to be... I want to keep healing. And I know I've got to heal. But I also think... All this negative and horrible stuff that's happened is going to be used. Well, it is already. Now look what we're doing with the boys. And now I can connect with those boys on a different or girls or groups on a different level because I know what they're going through. I've been there. And so I see, I might not have been naughty like them, but I recognise things in them that I recognise in myself. Yeah. So I can connect with them. And they they kind of accepted me straight into that because they must, it's the subconscious thing, I think. They must they pick up it. something from me. Yeah. The same as they do with you, yeah. old people. It's the same thing. Yeah. You must have an aura about you. Again, then they're like, oh, okay. He's... What, again, we spoke about that the other week, didn't we, about the, the, the reflection that you give off. Um, I'm not sure what the, you know, the cosmic what? energy yeah, is. White strange. noise, whatever it is that we give off. Mm. You know, the electrons in our body. Mm. Um, we attract people. Yeah. You know, the, Someone can walk in a room and you can have an instant dislike to them or an instant like to them. You can be walking around Tesco's and have exactly the same yeah. thing um, because we give off that energy, mm. whatever the energy is called. Um, should have listened to more of school because then I would have sounded really intelligent. <laughs> no, you did sound intelligent. I'll Google it. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, you know, we all give off an energy, yeah. a good, you know, yeah. a, a positive, negative, happy, sad, yeah. you know, and we can all do it. You can, you can. You can go to the gym, you can go to the cinema, you can you can walk around the supermarket mm. and you'll just pick up energy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'm really sensitive. I I always think, I think because of how my dad was, I was really watching all the time and what might trigger his anger or whatever. Yeah. So I bod- watched his body language and because he's, he would not be the same, you know, something that might have upset him one day would not even bother him the next day. So I never knew what was going to trigger an explosion. So yeah. I was like watching and I've took Constant. that older you know when I've yeah. got older and I watch people and I'm really and normally it's weird I test myself because I'll I'll think something about someone and I'll just wait a few months say someone come in the gym and I knew they're not going to be very nice people but everyone's yeah. like and I wait and I knew a few months later that the person wasn't a good person because I saw something in them and I can yeah. see that in people sometimes yeah um or so good like I'm drawn to certain people and I want to want them Straight yeah. away, because I see something in that. Oh, that sounds really weird, doesn't it? No, 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 no. I mean, some people might be listening and go, yeah. Yeah, that is a bit weird. <laughs> but again... Look. It's to do with body language as well, though, isn't it? It's everything, I yeah. think. It's not, um, I'm not talking in the cosmic sense. No, just how they stand, yeah. how they look. Yeah. Um, again, never, never judge a book by its cover. No. But you do get a feel from some people. Yeah. You just do. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, some people are can be a little bit fake as well. Yeah. So you might meet someone and go, oh my God, they're the nicest person in the world. But and then, then they might have other genders. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right. definitely. So, a lot of... Yeah. But I think, I always think we're really lucky at HKA because we do seem to have really genuinely nice people and the ones that aren't so real and genuine kind of 
filter out. Yeah, and I, I think the one thing that, and I, I can't even explain it, but people obviously say about the, the family feel we have at HKA, yeah. like what you, when you walk through the door, it's all bright and yellow. Um, it, it just has a feel. Yeah. I, I can't explain it. It's something that we've developed, and I don't know how I've developed it, but we have. Yeah. It, we just have that vibe. Mm. The, you know, the welcome to, the entrance, the colours, the sofas. It's got, mm. you know, the sofas give a homely feel. The TV on the wall gives a homely feel. Yeah. Um, and then on the odd account, I mean, we get it less and less now because mm. we're known, you know, if you want to be a, an animal, if you want to be a fighter that fights everyone, that's cool. Go and be a fighter. Just don't come to HKA. There's, and there's nothing wrong with being a fighter. We've got yeah. British champions. We've got WKO champions. We've got Georgia just fought in the boxing league. Yeah. And when I say be a fighter and be an animal, there's nothing wrong with putting on gloves and a gum shield and being an animal. Christ, I was. I love having a tear up. I yeah. love being an animal. Ring. But be a nice person when yeah. your gloves are off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm, absolutely. Put your gloves on, fight time, take your gloves off. Nice time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but... The odd person that has that mentality that just wants to fight all the time. It's not they're not welcome, but they realise that they don't fit, fit in. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's fairer to because say. Because we're all lovers, really, aren't we? As much as we all knock the crap out of each other, yeah. when we, like you said, when we're gloves off, we're like brothers and sisters, aren't we? All of us. Yeah. Uh, a perfect example, if you smoke 20 a day, yeah. you probably don't go to the gym. So yeah. therefore you won't fit in that circle. Yeah. If you smoke 20 a day, you probably have a couple of cans of beer or a bottle of wine. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. And eat less healthier mm. so therefore you're in that circle of smoking drinking probably pub life yeah and, and again i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that mm. just that's your life yeah that's not my life if i had smoked 20 a day i wouldn't be very fit um i would stink of fags and drink <laughs> and then i'd be teaching the kids and the kids would be like oh my, my instructor stinks yeah by the way i uh, yeah, he hates smoking i do hate smoking so apologies <laughs> for that it stinks. And what, what really gets me is the people that used to smoke that don't smoke anymore. They turn around and go, oh my God, I didn't realise how much I stunk. And I'm like, well, yeah. It's more when you smell it on something. Like, you know, in Bod, no yeah. offence, Bod, I love you. <laughs> but when he comes in the gym and he's like, just oh, had a pack, it's it? really strong. Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> and then what makes me laugh is you turn around and go, oh, mate, you stink. And they're like, oh, cheers. <laughs> so if I farted and walked into a room and someone went, Oh, I can smell shit. Then I'll be like, yeah, sorry, that was me. But I wouldn't just sit there and fart and fart and fart and fart. No. And, and then not, and then, you know, oh, oh sorry, it wasn't me. Oh, Do you know gosh, what I mean? Yeah. I, uh, but they just don't get it. No. They don't get it. Well, we've managed to lighten that up a little bit. Oh, dear, that was funny. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I just, I, I kind of just want to finish up really by saying to anyone that's listening, they're not alone. Yeah. I, I, I guarantee you, I, I bet if you talk to three of your friends and open up and I'm not saying it's easy and depending on your age will depend on your circle of friends as well i.e. are you a teenager mm. are you a young adult or are you 50 years old 60 years old so your circle will be different and obviously the older you get in theory the wiser you get because you've lived a life but how old are you? 34 for the people that are listening she's, you're 34 you've had to deal with your separation of your parents divorce your own divorce you've had a child you've lost Hayley at the age of 18 and you only had two weeks to say goodbye mm. and then a little while after that you're now having to deal with um, Oshi that's now dealing with a brain tumor. like it I mean that's a book mm, yeah you know what I mean? and how just what you've had to go through and manage to get out the other side. Mm. And when I say get out the other side, we're not out the other side because no. oh, she's not no. feeling well. Um, we don't know what's going to happen. No. 
so we just have to live day by day. Yeah. And I, I guess, really, I, I don't know how to kind of finish, because how do you finish something like mm. that? Just be strong. Yeah. Talk to people. Yeah, reach out. Reach out. Ask for help. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I if, if I need help, I'll ask for it. Yeah. So ask for help. Let it out as well. If you've got to let it out, let it out. Don't Even if you've got a freaking scream from the roof, just let it all out, because it feels so much better. Punch some, Not a wall. Punch, yeah, but go to <laughs> find a kickboxing gym, find a boxing gym, find HKA. Um, <laughs> or, or or even even an outlet, mm. any form of outlet. Yeah. Um, what? Well, yeah, because other people might tennis. Not, yeah, anything. Like hitting the ball. But I think sport is mm. the key, isn't it? It's definitely yeah. a key. Sport is it? Yeah. Rugby, football. Yeah, like anything that. <laughs> no, we won't. Football. <laughs> <laughs> ice hockey. If you really want to, I used to play ice hockey as a child. If you want to go and smash someone up, go to ice hockey. Yeah. It's great. Um, so but just something, get out. Yeah, yeah. Find something that works for you, even if it's walking or whatever, and just. Yeah. Yeah, get out like we did today. Yeah. Get out in the nature, in nature, or you know, it's, it does make a difference, doesn't it? Yeah, God, yeah. Mm. Um, cool. Well, uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to that. I know that was quite heavy over kind of you know most of my interviews um, or chats. I don't like calling them interviews. Um, I hope if you what if you're listening, if you're watching, I hope this has helped. I hope this has probably given you some kind of guidance or if anything else just made you realise that you're not alone. Uh, there is out, you know, people, other people are suffering and you can get through it and you will get through it. You just have to take that first step forward, I think. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, thank you, Charlotte. Um, thank you. I know that's quite uh, an honest and hard couple of things to talk about. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of people aren't prepared to sit down and talk about that mm. certainly not recorded yeah so um i hope a lot of people will listen to this and take from it and um hopefully it will change their life a little bit yeah i hope so thank, thank you, you. <laughs> uh. <sighs> see you on the next one guys thank you for listening if you enjoyed today's chat have any questions or feedback for us or would like to be on one of our podcasts leave a review and we will happily get back to you If you would like more details on how Hastings Kickboxing Academy can help you or a family member, find all our contact details in the show notes. Make sure you subscribe to HKA's Kickstart Your Confidence podcast. And remember, it's not just a sport, it's a way of life.